1: Funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. I make you laugh. I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's fun. funny.
2: For me, sir, God damn it. Brothers don't shake hands. Brothers gotta fuck
1: to the coast. We we'll get together, have a few laps.
0: As far back as I could remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. You ever seen a grown man naked?
2: I'm so wasted. Anybody move, I'll blow your fucking head
0: off. And the medic gets out and says, oh my.
2: my advice to you is to start drinking heavily put that coffee down well this calls for the old billy Barou. that's a huge bitch the royal penis is clean your highness hey where are the white women at yippee ki motherfucker It's over, Johnny. It's over!
0: Hey, hey, hey what is going on? It is whew, excuse me. It is Saturday night. That's right. Saturday night Hollywood hangout. I am David Richardson. I hope everybody's doing good. Let me do a little adjusting here. I kinda I'm not gonna lie. I got in here a little bit late tonight, but uh no big deal. We got it going and we're gonna uh we're gonna be talking some nineties grunge tonight, having a damn good time doing it. So it's gonna be a uh should be a pretty fun one actually tonight. Like I said, we've got 90s grunge going. And um, we're going to do a little bit of talking about that, of course. And I've, uh, I don't know, man. Just uh, going to be doing that. Going to go definitely back to doing um, movies or actors next week. I'm actually, going to focus on an actor uh, named Terry Serpago. Terry Serpico, a lot of times gets mistaken, unfortunately, for Anthony Michael Hall, but uh, we've seen this guy. In uh, matter of fact, if you ever saw Donnie Brasco, he was the club owner who uh, said, "I got a black belt," and Donnie Brasco kicked his ass. Um, he was in that movie. He's been in so many other movies, a lot of cop films. Right now, he's actually in Law and Order SVU as one of the, as I believe, the chief uh, inspector. So, still acting today. I'm going to focus on him next week. Um, So we'll be talking Terry Serpico next week. That's going to be a pretty good one. Kind of an underrated actor, but he's been in so many films. Um, Actually, Donnie Brasco was only his third film. If you can just imagine this, that was the third thing he had been in. And he's got a total of 94 films under his belt, films and TV both. So I think that'll be a fun one to to talk is Terry Serpico. And we will definitely be talking him next week. But on tonight's show, we're going to be talking some 90s grunge music. I have a... Dirk just said he's never seen Donnie Brasco. Well, Dirk, you should you should watch it. It's a good one. Uh some people have a tough time seeing Pacino in kind of a low rent role, but he plays it so well. It's really it's it's it, it's a great movie. Now, it's based on a true story, but if you really get into the Joe Pistone story, the movie's <laughs> like 80% bullshit, to be honest with you. It's like 80% bullshit. So just take the movie for what it is. a great movie. It's not a lot of fact in it. Some of it's fact, some of it's not. Most of it isn't. Like I said, if you really pay attention, if you listen to the Joe Pistone interviews, dig a little deeper, the movie's pretty much full of shit. Joe Pistone has come out and done many interviews. The actual... uh, Donnie Brasco was... uh, The real cop's name was Joe Pistone. He's done many interviews. And um, you can actually um go uh, most some of them are actually right on netflix actually you can check out some of the joe pistone interviews right there um but um like i said gonna be talking uh uh, him next week not gonna get into it tonight but uh definitely gonna be doing some 90s grunge tonight i mean i've got everyone from of course the I, i mean jesus christ the kings the pioneers of of, like, the grunge movement. I've got Nirvana, of course. I've even got Alanis set, Blind Melon, Allison Chains, the, the Toadies, uh, Stone Temple Pilots. Sound, I even have Soundgarden. I even have a Sound... I thought I had a Soundgarden song in here. I did. Stone, why do I have two Stone Temple Pilots? I'm going to take one of these out, so we'll have to add a... Uh, if I don't have a Soundgarden song, I'll add one. I'll add the one I was going to play. It looks like I don't have it. All right. I'll find it real quick as we're talking here. And we're actually going to get into plugs in just a second here anyway. Uh, let me get to one of their songs here. And we'll go ahead and do that. There we go. Actually, that's not the one I'm going to do. We'll do this one right here. And uh, we can get right into that. All right. See, I did play it earlier. What happened is it obviously moved to another song. That's not a problem. We'll get that fixed as I go here, and um, we'll make sure that song... Oh, 20 20 years of... Sorry about that. I pulled it up, and it started playing. Let me hit the old mute button, get past the commercial real quick, and um, I'll get plugs done, and then we'll get into going with some music. Like I said, I've got a ton of it, but I'll get the plugs out of the way real quick, and uh, then we'll go ahead and get into this show so let me go ahead and knock out these plugs real fast. Not gonna take me long as usual. Hi Marks, Jeez, Man, Mojo, G Wiz. I want you guys checking them out. That's right. Mixler.com slash Metal Mitt Podcast Network. Definitely go check them out. Mixer.com slash Metal Mitt Podcast Network. 8 30 p.m. Eastern Time on Sundays. Be checking them out. And you can check them out on YouTube and podcast platform. Speaking of podcast platforms, if you download podcasts, you should be already downloading The Inhuman Experience on any downloaded platform you have. Bobby Anthem, Bobby Blades, they are The Inhumans. Be checking them out there on The Inhuman Experience. And, of course, Eric, Doug, and Daniel on the Everything Unscripted Wrestling Podcast. That's right, EUP Network over there on Blog Talk Radio. Check out Eric, Doug, and Daniel. Right over there They do so many shows I can't even tell you when But I can tell you They can be found On all the usual podcast platforms Also And Stephen Milan Liking and sharing the show Greatly appreciated Letterboxd.com Slash Stephen Milan And don't forget uh, um, uh, Dirt Sheet Dudes Wednesday nights That's right Right around ten fifteen pm Eastern time Go ahead and check out Dirt Sheet Dudes Mitchell.com Slash Dirt Sheet Dudes Same place you're gonna be Finding Hollywood Hangout Um for the, most of the time here, so there you go, we got plugs out of the way, I'm doing like three things at a time here, everybody, I apologize for that, so, alright, got everything going here now, we got those plugs done, so let's talk a little bit of 90s grunge, we're gonna talk 90s grunge, we're gonna play 90s grunge, it's gonna be a fun, fun show, but let's do a little talking about kind of 90s grunge, sort of kind of how it became on the scene, and like I said, you got Nirvana, who was kind of the pioneers. I mean, like you, could say, I mean, really, they were the pioneers of grunge rock. Uh, grunge kind of came around, believe it or not, started out at, in the mid '80s. Believe it or not, it really did. It was kind of a uh, kind of in Washington and Seattle at that point. It was kind of just it, it, basically it fused a little bit of punk rock, a little bit of heavy metal. Didn't have to have the speed, the structure It just needed to be Honestly, some of the music just came out a little whiny It's kind of where the Came from uh, <laughs> You know what I mean, Pearl Jamish, Um, Which gave us a lot of like Alice in Chains and things like that Which like I said, I'm going to play some really good songs tonight um, uh, We'll get into it I mean, I, I this music obviously really stuck with me i mean this was my high school years when this music really came on the scene in the early mid late 90s i i, I mean i started i started high school in 90 i was a freshman i went to no uh i was in north carolina as a freshman i went to florida as a sophomore and um just kind of you know this music was just through my high school years you know, it, these were the formative high school years for me. Most of these songs I'm going to play were anywhere from 90 to 95. Um, but um, the grunge movement pretty much did come from the Seattle area. But, I mean, you had, you know, so many bands that came out of this, you know, like, like I just mentioned before. Um, but the movement kind of just stayed in that Seattle area until we started hearing Nirvana. And Pearl Jam, and Soundgarden, and Stone Temple Pilots—those bands are what kind of made the grunge rock music what it what it really was. Um, but I mean, you, you know, Kurt Cobain—you know his his music and his even his death brought grunge to the forefront, but his music really was probably the the main thing that kind of brought this to the forefront um but i mean it's it 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 really was like i said the reason i wanted to do this show is this is the kind of music that i really i mean your high school years are kind of the music that really sticks with you really really sticks with you and it's just really cool to hear but it kind of you know grunge kind of took your 80s punk bands like the sex pistols and black flag and some of those you know from you know back then and just sort of added some more to it you know they slowed it down a little bit they just but it was still edgy it was still you know grungy it was kind of why they they called it grunge it was that kind of music it just you had the slower riffs you had the slower bass you just had more kind of freedom and liberties to do what they wanted by just literally changing it from, all right, no, we're not punk. All right, will you slow it down. Bam. You can just immediately call it uh, grunge at that point. So um, anyway, trying to figure out what my wife is doing in here. Oh, getting the code off of that. That's just a bunch of numbers. You're not going to be able to remember that. It's not like a, it's not like a,
2: Here, Okay.
0: Okay. Anyway, um, I'm going to keep kind of trying to go here. And um, yeah, so we had all that. And like I said, we got a ton of bands here that we're going to go ahead and play. Matter of fact, why don't I go ahead and start? I'm going to start with Nirvana. I mean, really, you can't get any better than that. Like I said, they're kind of the you know, kings, the pioneers of this music. So let me go ahead and get started. I'm going to go ahead and start playing some Nirvana. Here we go. Oh, hold on. I didn't realize there was going to be an ad here. Ah... Hold on a sec, everybody. I did not realize we were going to have an ad right in the middle of the song. But anyway, let's give it just one second here. It's going to start playing. Here we go. One more time. Let's do this. (laughs) So there you go, everybody. That was it right there. There's, like I said, the pioneers of this uh, of this genre right here. Really, this, is, this song and this video was really one of the real reasons of why this music became popular, why this just became the grunge scene became the way it was. And, I mean, Jesus Christ, this guy made wearing a... Uh, uh, Kurt Cobain made wearing a long-sleeve shirt and a short-sleeve shirt at the same time. Cool. I don't understand how he did it, but he did it but uh like i said this music was with me all through high school this song was from 1991 uh this would have been still my freshman year in high school but i mean this was off this was their second album that uh they did this was that was obviously smells like teen spirit the song but i really believe i mean this song really hit the top charts in 1992 and it was just like i said these guys i mean if if anybody i don't think anybody could argue with the fact that To credit anyone with actually being the pioneer of grunge, then they would argue with it being uh, Nirvana, and that song and that video, and just pretty much anything he did after that, just kind of became what grunge was about. So it's just kind of the way it, it's kind of the way it was. But um, anyway, like I said, um, there was just so much music though going on in the '90s, and pretty much. When you talk grunge, you had all kinds of different things you could talk about. Now, one of the songs I'm going to play, which we later found out, was about the Full House star Dave Coulier. Um, this is the Alanis Morris set. Uh, This song right here is uh, You Ought to Know. And a damn good song, obviously. This song actually came out a little bit later. This was kind of mid-'90s. This came out on Jagged Little Pill. It was from 1995. So this one's a little older. Um I mean, she came out of uh, Lettuce Morissette, out of Toronto, just kind of came down here because she wasn't having much success up there, and came here during the kind of grunge movement and just kind of fell into it. Her music just fit right in. It was just kind of that, I mean, let's face it, some of the grunge music was just sort of angry guitar, heavy bass, slowed down bass music, and... Her music fit right in. So let me unmute this site, and we'll go ahead and play us a little bit of uh, Alanis Morissette again. We found out later years that this song was actually about Dave Coulier from um, from Full House, which always struck me weird that uh, sounds like Coulier was a little bit of a player here. Um, let's go ahead. Hopefully there's no ad right here. I, I, need to, I had to play this off YouTube tonight. I didn't have time to get them all saved, so here we go. A little bit of Alanis Moore said you ought to know.
1: I want you to know that I'm happy for you. I
0: <laughs> And there we go. Real quick, we're gonna knock this out. Hold on. I know what to do from these from now on, though, so don't worry about it.
1: Thing but the best for you both. I know the version of me. Is she perverted like me? Would she go down?
0: All right, a little bit of Alanis Morissette we just heard there. Like I said, that was from 1995. Uh, That's an angry, angry, scorned woman right there. Sounds like um, not a good combination. Not a very uh, good combination. Excuse me. (coughs) Not a good combination at all. Ah, I'm getting a little double pumping going on in the heart little area here. Had that last night, too, but I'll be fine. Everybody don't worry about that. Um, but yeah, she's a little angry in this song uh, You know, you 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 said you'd hold me until you die But you're still alive um, I liked you, which should go down on you in a theater part That must make watching movies a little better But, uh, <laughs> so there you go uh, Now, here's what I'm going to do to try to dodge that little Ad coming up in the beginning of the song I'm going to refresh this screen And uh, we're going to play a little something Maury here. <coughs> now, Linus Morissette just <laughs> kind of always <laughs> will remind me of just the old radio station driving in the car. Uh, Zeta point, 94.9 Zeta out there in South Florida I used to listen to that song. That song came on there like five, six times a day. I think it was just crazy, but it would. Um. So we would just sit there and kind of you know, listen to that song. I mean, the radio was all we had back then. Radio and CDs. So, anyway. Uh, that was Alanis Morris, that good song, though. Now, gonna get into a little bit of uh, something from 1993, a band called Blind Melon. Um, gotta admit, they weren't exactly around very long. The lead singer, Shannon Hoon, actually uh, committed suicide, just like um, Kurt Cobain there. Uh, Lead singer of this band committed suicide. I do remember when that happened. I was actually listening to Zeta one day and uh, they had announced it one morning I was driving to work. So Um, anyway, um, Blind Melon. uh, Like I said, they weren't around very long. They were sort of, (coughs) excuse me, I'm very sorry. Sort of a one hit wonder, I guess you could kind of say. But um, a great band at that. And one great song they had was called No Rain. This brings me back to Homecoming. When I went to Homecoming, I actually took two girls to Homecoming. Believe it or not, I did. I took two women to Homecoming. Um, I took a girl named Bianca, which is my best friend's sister, and I also took a girl named Kate. I'm not going to mention their last names, but uh, I did take two girls to uh, Homecoming. And this song just reminds me of that. This was the first song we all kind of jumped in and we were all dancing and having a great time. But um, Homecoming was very fun for me. I had, like I said, I took two girls to Homecoming and uh, it was interesting. It was a very fun night. But um, obviously it was a very fun night. And from there, I will uh, go ahead and play a little bit of Blind Melon for you guys. No rain. This was the B character if you remember that. Playing the playing playing the video. Sorry about that. <laughs> and here we go. <laughs> we go all right a little blind melon there like i said with shannon hoon um like i said uh definitely he did uh committed suicide like i said just like uh kurt cobain um bain was pretty pretty much on top when that happened actually they were doing i believe they were actually mid tour like in the middle of a concert not not right in the middle of a concert but in the middle of touring when uh when that actually happened so uh i, I do believe that is how it happened, if I remember correctly, it's back in the '90s. I'm trying to remember back then, so I'm not quite sure, but I think that's kind of how it, uh, how it, how it was. So, but um, one great band they were, and like I said, they they kind of were one of those one-hit wonders in the '90s, which the '90s did have a lot of those. Um, I mean, I mean, uh, Dishwalla and some other bands like that just kind of came out and. Kind of like on the heels of grunge, you sort of when the 2000s hit, you sort of had these whiny, even more whiny. This was a different kind of whiny than grunge. Grunge was like cool whiny, but 2000s just kind of brought along these whinier bands. Um, But anyway, um, speaking of not whiny bands, we're going to go right to Alice in Chains. Uh, Of course, I'm going to play Man in the Box. I mean, I am the box man, so I have to play. Man in the Box. But um, this is a song. uh, This song came off of one of their 1991 albums. It was uh, called Facelift. It uh, actually got an award in 1992 for Best Hard Rock Performance. And it was a damn, damn good song. And this band, just a great, great band. Another lead singer had a lot of fucking drug problems. Uh, It just seems it was kind of a... I mean, it's kind of a movie thing anyway um, when you kind of get to it. But, uh, anywho, let's go ahead and jam us a little bit of Alice in Chains' Man in the Box. <laughs> Awesome song, awesome video, great band, and this video, if you do watch it, uh, has some legendary hair flipping going on in it, so if you do watch the video, uh, there's some really good hair flipping going on in this video, just awesomeness, just incredible hair flipping. Um, But (laughs) anyway, (laughs) I just don't know why I wanted to mention that, I just thought I would tell you about it real quick but um yeah great great hair flipping going on in that video um give me one sec here all right that's just a little issue i'm having there but let's not worry about that go back a little bit here and i'm gonna talk about another band that just i mean you want to talk about bringing me back to my high school days this band definitely does it i absolutely love this band i've said before i love guitar um this band is a lot of guitar. This band is also a lot of harmonica. Oh, I'm talking about Blues Traveler. I've seen Blues Travelers a couple of times. They are a great band to see live. They are incredible, incredible live band. Um, I, I Actually, I saw them when John Popper was still fat, if you remember those days. That was early in the 90s when I saw this. Um, so they were incredible to see live, but um, a really good band. Now, they came around... In mid, mid-90s, mid uh, they were another Canadian band who came on down, wasn't doing excellent up there in Canada, but was doing decent, but came on down here and just hit the fucking roof as far as their popularity. Um, matter of fact, John Popper even, I mean, he's done so many things since then, but if you ever watch the show, what was it? X-Rock? I think it was. It was a television show. Something I think it might have been X-Rock, something like that, but it was about a band trying to get... John Popper was on the show, as John Popper, um, but a uh, great little show. I can't remember the name of it. Maybe someone will let me know the name of it if they're listening to this. Um, but it was a cool little show. But in the meantime, I'm going to go ahead and play a little bit of Blues Traveler for you guys. Uh, a little run around. Here we go. <music> there we go a little bit of blues travelers for you guys great song great little video too if you've never uh actually seen the the uh the video for this song it's kind of cool it's got kind of a uh wizard of oz thing where you know she's kind of playing dorothy the girl and it kind of uh the the, the toto walks behind there uh there's a, some guys lip-syncing this song like they were just not you know good enough looking to be in their own video or, you know, be on stage or something, and they've got them tucked behind, and there's a guy on stage lip-syncing with a whole band. And um, it's pretty cool video to watch. It's just got a big Wizard of Oz kind of vibe to it, if you will. So pretty cool, pretty cool little video to watch. But um, definitely, definitely a good one here. I'm going to really do this. I'm going to go ahead and give this a little refresh, get the commercial out of the way. So we can knock that bad boy out and I'm gonna go on to another band that was uh a little more on the punk side, um, of the punk metal kind of grunge music kind of uh kind of type. There another nineteen ninety four song that we're gonna get into, talking about the Toadies. Um, love this band. Actually saw them at one of the uh festivals I was at, a Buzz Bake sale. Uh it was them, some forty one was on the same stage they were. Pretty damn good concert and a good time with these guys, but um Loved going to concerts back in these days. Um, But uh, Possum Kingdom is actually a lake right in Fort Worth. I don't know. It's right here in North Texas. It actually has some pretty dark secrets. There's actually a documentary called Dark Secrets about um, some things that have gone on. And the reasons they call that possum kingdom, but um, that's right here in Texas. This is not the first song that has something to do with Texas. Actually, I'm going to play a song a little bit later that that has something to do with Texas also. Um, right here in North Texas, actually, right uh, right near me. This is actually in North Texas also. Right here, the Possum Kingdom. But um, going to go ahead and play the song here. And uh, here we go. 1994. Toadies. Possum Kingdom. <laughs>
1: Up your mind, decide to walk with me around the lake.
0: Fucking great song there. Great song by the Toadies there. Um again, if you listen to the song and the lyrics, you can kind of tell a little bit of what's going on in that with the uh Dark Secrets. It was uh, sort of some murders going on at the lake down there. And uh this whole song was pretty much about that documentary, Dark Secrets I was talking about. Two man, I'll show you my dark secrets and Do You Wanna Die? All that stuff was just kind of uh all the same with the um with the uh, book that happened, there was supposed to be a two part to that book, but I don't think the second part ever came out. So, as far as I know, it didn't. But if you listen to that song, you can hear the slowed down bass riffs, and then suddenly the real hard metal bass riffs. Um, it kind of just coincides exactly with what the kind of the grunge genre was doing at the time. Just the you know the bass going here, but going there, and just doing the exact same things. Uh, that uh, everybody was doing. Now this is c- pretty much going to be qualified as a punk band. I do know that, but what a great song! And it is a '90s song, so I went ahead and I threw it in here anyway. It's just a great song, one that I've always loved. Um, and again, if you another one that just brings you right back to high school. It was a 1997 song. I was already out of high school, but it brings me back to the times. Just, I mean, I I was still partying in 1997 matter of fact i mean i was working and partying at the same time um still having a great time i'm i mean i'm I'm still having a good time now but um this song here mighty mighty boss the impression that i get this song was huge for them they hit the top 100 airplay charts in australia canada uk united states everywhere this song was absolutely huge for this band um And uh, like I said, it's um, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. The impression that I get, I'm going to go ahead and jam it. No further ado. fucking great song by an incredible band always like Mighty Mighty boston's they they're just a a great band got some great shit out there and yeah MTV did play this all the time dirk they were all over this song man like i said dude it was a huge song for them and it was in so many markets uh, like i said Canada Australia uh, UK um, and in the U.S., they were a huge, and just a huge, a huge, uh, th- this song right here really blew up this band. This band has been around a very long time, but this song here really, really kind of made them a little more mainstream to people uh, in the long run is what it really did for the band. So, great band, great song. Um, like I said, a little later in 1997, but uh, not the worst song. Um, now... Going to play you a little bit. I wasn't the biggest fan of this band. I'm not going to lie. I really, really was not the biggest fan of Stone Temple Pilots. I did see them at a concert. I saw them at a Lollapalooza. Um, They weren't bad. They were actually not a bad band. They were actually pretty good. Um, But I'm going to play you a little bit of Stone Temple Pilots. This is a 1993 song um, from them. Uh, Called Plush And I mean, look I I liked a few of their songs I just wasn't like this huge, huge, huge uh, Stone Temple Pilots fan But uh, they did do a few good songs They really did And this is one of them right here And uh, if you give me just a sec I'm going to actually refresh this one To make sure we don't get any ads And there's one right there Which we're going to not play with the song We're going to skip that ad We're going to hit pause before the song starts and actually, I'm not going to play Plush. I actually, I changed it. I apologize for that. Um, same year, same song. Give me one second here. I don't know why I did that, but I did. I screwed up there. I apologize. Um, give me one second. Let me just hit this right here. I think it's the same year for this song, though. So, all right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same year for this song, actually. Um, 93. I'm sorry, 94 in for this song right here. Uh, this was actually recorded though in 91 so it uh but it didn't actually come out until 1994 from Soundgarden. This is uh Spoonman. That's what I was going to play. That's what I am going to play. Here we go. Oop. I think I forgot to unmute. Sorry everybody. Here we go. another great 90s song about drugs yes that was not really a song about playing the spoons you may think it was and it had you thinking it is but no 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 it was about drugs about drugs yeah, yeah most definitely. um but <laughs> there you go great like i said i wasn't the biggest fan of stp but i did see them they weren't that bad of a band uh they were actually great live i'm not gonna fucking sit here and lie um but the 90s also brought us a couple of good things out of it also besides just excellent music. Um I've actually said before some of the 90s music actually like kind of ruined music. It didn't get much better. It's not going to get much better than some of the music we heard in the ni- in the 90s, especially some of this grunge music that I'm playing tonight. Um just was really excellent excellent music done so well and you know they yes, they kind of all had the same little stamp with the uh with the slower, you know, bass guitar, than the really fast metal bass guitar. It Yes, they kind of all had the same stamp, but they were great songs. They were great music, even though they were following a formula. Music in the 90s, I'm sorry. It was fucking awesome. It was my high school formative years. I know it's all kind of when you grew up, you think of the movie. The, the music you listened to when you were, you know, growing up was the best. But I'm sorry. I'll argue all day. The 80s and 90s, absolutely fucking amazing. Yeah, Dirk, and then the Spice Girls came along and others. What's up, SBC? Thanks for stopping in, man. Appreciate it. Um, next band I'm going to play, though, is I've only got one, two, three, got four left here. Four left here, and that's it. Um, I'm going to play you some Temple of the Dog. I don't know if you guys remember, the 90s also brought us a couple of super groups. Um, Temple of the Dog was one of those. It was basically Chris Cornell of Soundgarden was doing a tribute. To um, his friend Andrew Wood, the lead singer of uh, Malfunction and um, Mother Love Bone, who had uh, passed away. And it was basically Chris Cornell of Soundgarden with the band from Pearl Jam. Pretty much what it was. That's pretty much what the song was. It was kind of just that. It was kind of Soundgarden and Pearl Jam. Um <laughs> Eddie did provide some uh, backing vocals. Actually, on this song I'm going to play, you're going to hear Eddie Vedder in the background. So it was kind of just Pearl Jam and Soundgarden mixed together. But one of their best songs was Hunger Strike. Yeah, we're getting a little bit now into the little whiny parts of the the 90s. And this is definitely one of them. I'm not going to sit here and bullshit. This is kind of one of the whinier songs of the 90s. But I did like this song back then and I think it's still a good song today and I am going to unmute this site and without further ado, Temple of the Dog Hunter, Hunger Strike, here it is <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Chris Cornell's got a fucking great voice. He really can fucking belt those goddamn lines out. I'm not going to sit here and bullshit. I may not have been a very much fan of the, some of their songs and a lot of their, uh, and the band itself, but Chris Cornell could fucking sing, and that song right there definitely proves it right there, man. Great, great song. Like I said, great band. And I, I know some of the through part of the song, you're like, I can't tell which one's Eddie Vedder and which one's Chris Cornell. You really can't most of the song, but you can hear at the end, Which, I mean, that's Chris Cornell screaming those last fucking notes out. And, you know, that's kind of Eddie Vedder just sitting there doing his... Yeah, that's my Eddie Vedder impression. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) anyway. So that's how you can kind of tell right there a little bit. Um, Now, we're going to kind of stick with a little bit of this 90s stuff. And uh, obviously, since we're doing 90s grunge tonight... um, But uh, I'm going back to a band now. I'm playing this song. Not only does it remind me of my high school years, but it reminds me of after my high school years. This song I'm about to play right here. Um, I would be in this bar. Bar was called, I've talked about this bar before. The bar is called Krabby Jacks. There's still one in Florida that's in South Florida, but there's uh, the original one that I, no, it's not the original one. The one that I went to has burnt down. But there was a gentleman here who would do this song for karaoke. He was a Middle Eastern gentleman, looked Pakistani, possibly Indian, but it was hilarious listening to him do this song because during the breakdown, he would actually drop to his knees, and then he would rise back up like he was. It was, it was so funny, you know. It it just when you hear the song, you might be able to figure out the part. Um, I'm going to play Collective Soul. Uh, the song Shine. This song came out in 92. Collective Soul was another band that I actually am a little bit shocked. Never had a lot more success than what they did. The guy had an incredibly natural voice from Collective Soul. Um, just really surprised this band never did more. I kind of figured they would. I really thought they would, actually. I just kind of thought they were a uh, such a great band. I just thought they would do more. And like I said, the guy could really fucking sing. And I remember in like ninety three, they were doing a concert in Florida at Sunrise Musical Theater, which I don't even know what it's called anymore, but it's down in Fort Lauderdale. Um, right in a little town called Sunrise, believe it or not. And um I remember the the, the they the media were gushing over the voice on this guy. And I just don't remember hearing much more about him. I don't remember Collective Soul doing too much more after the nineties, early two thousands, but um what I do have for you, though, is Shine. And it's a great song. It's a fun song. It sticks to the the old bass guitar we've been talking about. And uh, let's, rah, let's do this shit. You know what? Let me hit refresh. I don't remember if I did it or not. So let me just refresh it now real fast. And uh, nope, no commercial, no ad. Let's do this. Pause, rewind, and here we go. Unmute site. Bingo. Come on. right here There you go. Badass song. Like I said, the guy had a great voice. It was a great, great band that we were listening to. I don't know why they never did better. I don't know why they really never just flourished from there. But man, what a great, great, great fucking song. I always liked um, that song right there. And if you didn't know what part the guy, uh, the gentleman that used to do the karaoke would spell, spring down and then spring back up. It was the whoa part. Whoa! He would drop down and spring back up during those parts. He did this song every karaoke Saturday at this bar, and it was the highlight of the evening, and we clapped and cheered so loud for this guy at the end. Sometimes I think that's why he did it. We made that bar pop for this guy first of all anyone who has the balls to get up there and do karaoke i have mad respect for anyone who's got the fucking sack to do that i really don't i gotta be honest i don't have the balls for karaoke i got up there with a group once but i don't have the balls for karaoke so we would make people because this guy not only had the balls but he would get up there and make the best of this song um Karaoke Saturday was awesome and you know we would always get the guy in there who would do like the like the rock song and he would have the he'd have the long hair and he'd be totally hair flipping so it was pretty awesome (laughs) to see that but um, I always I mean I enjoyed it that those guys were fun that I mean that was just my bar Krabby Jack's was just my bar I loved that goddamn bar um but uh anyway i just thought it was a, a a good song to play i mean you know you can you you can do whatever you want there but i just thought that was an, an incredible fucking song to play so i enjoyed it and like i said i always thought it was funny um how that guy just the way that guy did that song i thought it was really hilarious um i'm going to try to get through these next ones i might even th- add a song in here just a little metal song. I might throw another song in here. Let's see what time we get done. And I've got another song. It's a 90s song. I might I might throw it in. I might just do that. Um, hell, I could leave this song out if I really wanted to. Um, you know what? I can leave this one out. Why don't I play these two instead? I'll tell you what. I was going to play something a little different, but this song just reminded me of something And, I mean, listen, I'm here with no notes. All I have is the year the song was released just to make sure they were 90s songs. And um, I'm just kind of telling you guys stories off the cuff here. That's kind of what I'm doing. That's kind of the way I wanted this show to be. was just me letting it go from the cuff. Just telling you guys where these songs take me, how they take me. And I'm having a fucking great time doing it. So I'm going to play something you might not want to call this grunge. This is actually pretty medley. Matter of fact, I saw this band with Marilyn Manson. I'm going to tell you right now, part of my hearing, my I have I think it's called uh tinnitus where you can uh, I have the ringing. I've had it for years. This did not help it, this band Monster Magnet. Saw them open for Marilyn Manson. You think Marilyn Manson screams loud this band here is absolutely loud as shit in concert. Um it it was it's Monster Magnet. Now they are a great band. Um I saw them, I would say, probably 99, 98, 99. They were still pretty new. They were still an opening band when I saw them. And this album was just out. So it had to be 98, 99, maybe even 2000 when I saw them. But it was during that time um, when I did see this band. And I loved. They were great. But, my God, we were floor. And me and my brother-in-law were probably... 30, 30, maybe 40 feet at the most from the speakers. I mean, we were right there. It was not far. We could fucking throw a can at the speakers. Empty can would probably hit the fucking speakers. This band was so goddamn loud. So loud. Monster Magnet. But I love the band. I love their style. I love it. Like I said, it might not be grungy, but uh, I don't give a shit. I'm playing the motherfucking song. I don't care. I'm gonna go ahead and play it. This is Monster Magnet with Space Lord. Whatever. It's grunge. It's metal. It's got something. It's got the 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 the, the slow bass, the fast bass. So we're gonna call it grunge. We're gonna add it to the mix. And uh, there we go. Let's do this.
2: I've been stuffed.
0: Oh, if you weren't fucking air guitaring with that song, what in the living hell is wrong with you? Holy hell. Like I said, that was probably one of the loudest bands I've ever seen in concert. And I've actually been to a lot of goddamn concerts, believe it or not. So they are one they, they were definitely one of the loudest I've ever seen in concert, though. And most definitely one of the loudest I've seen. But they were great. They really were really good. They put on a great show. The end of the show, the dude played a burning guitar until it literally just like the strings broke and it fell apart. I'm like, how the fuck is he doing this? Literally. That's what they did to end the show. It was great. It was awesome. Like I said, they opened for Marilyn Manson, uh, one night, which you think he's loud. These guys, maybe cause I couldn't hear shit. After after these guys, Manson wasn't that loud compared to them. These guys blew my goddamn eardrums. My brother-in-law said the same thing. He says he thinks he has hearing loss from these guys, too. So, all right. Anyway, I threw that one in there. I kind of exchanged one song for this song, so we're still at 12 songs. matter of fact, I'm playing the last one right now. We already played a little Eddie Vedder when it came to Temple of the Dog, but I'm going to go ahead and finish up with a little bit of Pearl Jam. Once again, another... Uh, kind of another pioneer in the grunge scene at the time I'm going to play the song jeremy um this was a 1991 song from them uh again early early into the kind of grunge years um this song was but uh um, i mean you you, you got to actually hit a warning on youtube to play this song because of uh, the content of it now if remember earlier i said that uh, the first song to uh That we talked about from Possum Kingdom. Kingdom was not the only song about Texas. This story of this song is actually based on a true story of true happenings that happened to a kid named Jeremy. Who did go into school. Uh, His name was Jeremy Dell. He did go into school. He did commit suicide. And it was actually right up here in North Texas. Right here in Richardson. Yes, my last name is Richardson. I have nothing to do with this state. or I'm sorry, this city. Um... But it's about 25, 30 minutes from me. Um, so this did happen right here. Also in North Texas, actually very close to me. Um, the song is not very true of what happened. Um, his uh, Jeremy's mother and the teacher uh, have both said it's not exactly how it happened. Pretty much the song is actually bullshit. Um. Actually, what? Uh, give me one sec. I'm gonna get down here to the quote um, that they actually said about the song. Give me one second here, um, because the, literally, the, in one quote here, they actually wrap up and say, you know, this is not at all what happened. And um, uh, she actually said in a newspaper clipping about these songs because that's actually how the um, Pearl Jam found the song was a newspaper clipping, which you know, people read newspapers back then. She said, I was angry at them for writing that song, uh, King said, who was the teacher. She said, I thought, you don't know. You weren't there. That story isn't accurate. So it's not the real story of what happened. The kid was very, seemed to be a very happy kid who just had some problems and did walk directly into class and basically stood up in front of the class and did blow his head off. Just the reasons he's giving the bullying and everything really isn't true. It really wasn't true at all actually the kid was very gifted he has an incredible drawing talent and if you've ever heard any of my shows back in the day um I can't draw anything my my stick men look fat I cannot draw at all I'm awful at drawing um and you know this kid was an incredible at drawing he had won some awards for some art that he had drawn even in you know as, as at 12 years old um before he was twelve years old. He killed himself when he was twelve. This was seven. He won an award for it um for drawing an elephant. They have a, there's a picture of it. It's amazing this picture he drew. But um yeah. So I but I just did want to get into that. And no, a lot of it's just not a true but the song, the premise behind the song is true. Um and it did have happen on a actually it happened not too not too much, it actually happened, uh, this happened in 1992, the incident, I believe happened in 90, January 8th, 19, it was actually 1991, this happened, so this came January 1991, this song came pretty, pretty quick, um, pretty damn quick after this, um, they actually had this song ready to go in in, in the next month in 1991, and uh, Pearl Jam actually did, did did this song on tour with Alice in Chains. They were actually their opening act in 1991, so there you go. That's that right there, and uh, there's a little story, a little, little digging behind that song a little bit. Um, But yeah, that all did happen right up here in Richardson, Texas. And uh, we're going to go ahead and end on this song right here. Let me, I can't remember if I refreshed it or not, so why don't I just do it one more time just to be safe and get this little four-second ad out of the way. And we will get this video playing right now. Let's unmute and do this. Pearl Jam, Jerem. Oh, why is it on a live? I know why, because it skips songs. Hold on a second. There it is. That's the one we wanted to play. It already went past this song. And the
1: news media
0: was a lot more. Showing the articles, the weather that day. It is
1: very relevant in America today.
0: There we go. that was it. A little bit of pearl jam, like I said that uh it was a big song for them, not dead, and a lot of it wasn't true. um some of it was some of it wasn't like I said the day it happened. they definitely taught that right, obviously, that was not a fact at that point, but um just uh the main thing you really had to feel bad for with that situation i mean the 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 other kids in class, I mean, holy shit. Uh, if you read that article I was reading off of about the with the mother and the teacher, the teacher was like the kids just all huddled together like in a circle, looking at each other. Uh, they just didn't want to look anymore, and the teacher was back there with him and finally said, "I have to look. I have to. I, I have to do something." So you know, it was just a just a crazy time, a crazy song, but uh, crazy to think that it all happened uh, right here, right up here in North Texas. Just uh, just a, a, a horrible thing and you know horrible that um any kid think that's thinks that that's the uh that's the way out but um I really don't want to get into all that we just had a great show I'm not going to bring it down um but uh great little song there by uh, Pearl Jam another like I said I, I would say you know second to Nirvana I think you would think of Pearl Jam as possibly like a second pioneer um in that business or the the genre or industry you know kind of that um that genre of music of the 90s grunge that we've been talking tonight. So anyway, we're coming up on uh, about an hour and 45 minutes. Time, probably time to go ahead and wrap this bad boy up. Once again, I love doing these right here. I know it's kind of, yeah, I know not everybody would play the whole song. It, it might be a little bit of a different way to do it, but um, I love doing it like this. I love playing the whole song, then talking to you guys, telling you guys kind of where it, where it brings me, what it reminds me of. It's it's just a great time to me. I hope you guys are having a good time with me doing this. It's only the second one we've done. But um, like I said, next week, though, I'll be uh, coming right back in here and doing. Uh, we're going to be once and once again, like I said, I'm going to be concentrating on Terry Serpico. Uh, if you don't know who he is, go check out his IMDb. I guarantee you've seen him if you want to see him. You know, if you're not a Law & Order fan, he's on S, uh, Law & Order SVU uh, as the chief right now. Gets mistaken a lot, like I said, for <laughs> Anthony Michael Hall. I'm sorry, folks. I keep getting this double pumping going on in my heart. um Nothing to worry about. I promise you. I've had it looked at more than once. um But it just makes me kind of. It makes me lose my breath when I do it. Um, when it does it. So nothing I can do about it. I'm sure the beer. It helped me last night. It's not helping tonight. um But anyway, I'm having a really good time doing these with uh with you guys. I hope you guys are having a good time. Um, listening to him, uh, let me know if you guys are, you guys can just uh, hit me up, like I said, David Richardson, that is my name on Facebook, you can uh, find me right there, you can always go right to Hollywood Hangout on, uh, on uh, Hwood Hangout on Twitter, or you can just go right to Hollywood Hangout right there on, uh, uh, what am I thinking, on Facebook, got a page right there under Hollywood Hangout. Now, you guys can always check out the high marks. also. Cheese Man Mojo, G-Wiz, Sundays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. That's right, tomorrow, Sunday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Mixup.com slash Metal Mitt Network. Go ahead and check them out right there. And you can check them out on YouTube also. And a shout-out to Bobby Anthem, Bobby Blades. are the Inhumans. They're on the Inhuman Experience. Check them out on all the usual podcast platforms. Definitely subscribe to that. Eric, Doug, and Daniel over there on the Everything Unscripted Wrestling Podcast eup network over there on blog talk radio check them out also on all the usual podcast platforms and steven milan You'll definitely want to be checking him out over there on Letterboxd, slash Stephen milan he's over there reviewing movies definitely go check him out over there last i looked he was at almost a. I believe he's getting to the 9000 down i i'll check it out and let you guys know on that wednesday night but um Definitely check that out. And like I said, Wednesday night, Dirt Sheet Dudes. You guys can always check us out. Mixler.com slash Dirt Dudes, where you are listening right now, where you should be. You should be in here, Mixler. Join the chat. Join Mixler. It is free. You do need to sign up. but all you do, It sends you an email. You, you, you verify you're done. That's it. It's free. You can get to all the shows that are on Mixler and um, enjoy that right there. You can even get an app and get it right there. And uh, there you go all right folks on that note I'm gonna take off I'm gonna get out of here thank you so much for joining me like I said I'm having a great time doing these music shows and uh, we're gonna have a great time next week talking Terry Serpico and I am hoping to see you then see you.